0: finally gotten cold out there it's a new year but also it's time for the final episode of the 2016 season it doesn't really make much sense this is 2017 now but this is episode number 12 of your favorite quarterly podcast the seasonal anime checkup i'm your host as always jared and today we're going to look back at the fall season of 2016 which is which is the, the final season in 2016 for anime. You know it kind of goes into winter, but winter doesn't start till late December. So it's, like, it's weird. Alright. Uh, we're going to look back at some, well, I guess one, backlog show. And also today we will go through the top 10 anime of 2016. Which is something we started last year. So we'll see what joins uh, the 2015 best anime Shirabako. And goes into that high echelon as an award winner from your friends at Seasonal Anime Checkup. So, welcome, hello. Thanks for listening uh, to previous episodes, if you have, on soundcloud.com slash markoutdarkout, youtube.com. Search for Seasonal Anime Checkup, because I don't think I have a URL for that yet, still. Uh, Search for it on iTunes, or go to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool, because that's a cool (laughs) (laughs) shorthand website URL. Uh, and also, go ahead and... While you're on the website, go ahead and check out the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, which is a supplemental podcast to this very podcast uh, where we talk about, you know, shows in a broader sense, not like in a in the typical short-form review that we do on this show. And just when we talk about games on there as well. So there's a couple of episodes up on the site right now that you should go check out. And there are more episodes in the pipeline to come, so look forward to those. And as we... We move into talking about shows from fall. There will be spoilers, so if I do start talking about a show that you want to want to watch or you are currently watching, you might want to skip ahead just to avoid any potential spoilers. Not to say that there are spoilers in every single review, but, you know, just in case, you want to be safe out there, it is the internet, after all. So let's just dive right in. We're going to talk about fall season first, and then I believe we will do... Anime of the Year, yep, Anime of the Year, and then we'll we'll do the backlog, and then we will preview winter 2017. Sound good? Sounds good. First up on our docket is sports anime. There's a lot of sports anime this season, let's be real. There's technically four that we will be reviewing. There could be five if you want to count professional wrestling as a sport, which I know in, in reality, I don't know in the basis of anime how controversial it is but like if you you say professional wrestling is a sport and in reality people will get real anti or uppity about that so that's actually a good question I wonder (laughs) I wonder how weird people would get if you called the wrestling anime a sports anime but that's a different conversation for a different day let's talk about all out rugby is a sport I wasn't expecting to be turned into an anime anytime soon but here we are with another addition to the genre the show does a good job of trying to teach the viewer about the sport, since especially to American viewers like myself, rugby is not the most accessible sport. All Out is still kind of in that awkward phase of sports animes, where they have to establish a ton of characters and motivations, but is slowly phasing out of that as the season continues on and it's starting to get more fun. This show as well might be the one show I have seen recently that features some JoJo-looking characters, and it's actually it actually fits, as a lot of the characters in All Out are ridiculous looking. Plus, they're very huge. Like, these are, these are some big boys, and they're drawn so, <laughs> which I'm sure, like, a certain subset of people would very much enjoy that. I didn't realize <laughs> that the first three shows we talk about on this episode are all sports anime. Let's just keep the sports anime train rolling with Days. Days finally hit a stride in the second half of its first season. There were conflicts amongst the team, and a lot of the main characters were better fleshed out. The rise of Tsukamoto has seemed a bit tropey with how quickly he has gone from never played to never played soccer to this driving force behind the team, but it isn't to the point where you're actively rooting against him. The show does break for its season finale at a strange spot right before the finals of the tournament, which at least they confirmed his second season at the end to make that weight not seem intolerable with that break. I'm certainly looking forward to what comes next, which is better than how I was feeling coming off the first half of the season. We move from soccer to volleyball with the shorter Season 3 of Haikyuu. Haikyuu has had a banner year with the latter half of Season 2 happening in the beginning of the year, and rounding out with the short but still stellar Season 3. Devoting an entire season to just one match seemed at first like it might not work, and could get stretched thin, but with the match featured against Shira Torizawa, it absolutely worked. Of course, there wasn't as much outside-the-gym content, but it wasn't really necessary given how much drama was wrapped up in this single game. And what a game it is. This season also reaffirms how much of a huge character Suki has become over season 2 through season 3. There are also bonus scenes that I do not remember from the manga sprinkled throughout, which also help the pacing not be stretched. I would assume Haikyuu takes a significant break now, as they have crept up pretty quickly to where the manga is, and would need to take time off to not overtake it and have a bad situation arise. Regardless, Haikyuu continues to be excellent sports anime. I guess if we want to count Shogi as a sport... There's six sports anime on this list. Let's talk about March Comes In Like a Lion. A show about Shogi is not something I expected to have such dark undertones to, but here we are. Also, I'm still not sure exactly what Shogi is. Japanese chess? Maybe? It seems similar. There are still a lot of unanswered questions as the show heads into the second half of the season. The drama between Rei and his sister, which seems very dark bordering on some form of views whether he'll find some form of interest in actually being a pro shogi player, and the relationship between him and the three sisters. It certainly is different from how the first episode scene where it was this good art and French music, but then it just hits you with all these dark undertones later on. I'm still not sure if this show is good yet or not, but it is intriguing to say the least. <laughs> we finally take a good break from the sports anime rush with Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 2. Iron-Blooded Orphans has taken a similar approach to the first season, where it starts off very slow. I would go so far as to say the betrayal storyline that took up the first half went on far too long, and I can barely remember any of it despite watching it all. The latter half is where things finally picked up with the introduction of the Mobile Armor, an unmanned giant mobile suit that has one objective, the destruction of humanity. The way the weaponry in Iron-Blooded Orphans has been thus far is, it made the impact of the mobile armor having beam weapons all the more impactful since nothing else has those, so everyone is like, oh, f-. The fight between the mobile armor and Barbados seemed far too short as the mobile armor has been built up as this unstoppable juggernaut and is just disposed of and not even an episode-long fight. That was disappointing, but Mikazuki been, has been injured even further to where he is paralyzed on his right side from fighting the mobile armor and disabling the limits on Barbados. There's also the story of Orga trying to become the king of Mars, but is not quite sure what his own motivations for doing so is, and is looking like he's going to leave Tekkadan down a dark path that he won't realize until it's too late. Poco's Udon World If there was an award for best opening music, this show would win it in a landslide as Weaver's S.O.S. is one hell of a jam. Poco's Udon World is a very chill and sweet show about a guy who comes back home and adopts a tanuki who can transform into a human there's a lot to the story about trying to come to terms with how things can be left unsaid in terms of relationships, as that is a common theme all the way to to the final episode. Also, in trying to find yourself and finding something that you want to do, that might not be the same thing that your parents wanted you to do. In essence, the show is a lot about trying to find yourself and do soul-searching, all the while keeping hidden the fact that the kids you now have around you all the time is not exactly human. There's a true bond that forms between the two, and by the time the final episode comes and the two have to be separated. It certainly got very misty for me when I watched it. I certainly wasn't expecting a lot from the show initially, but man, it was well worth checking out. Highly recommend that show actually. Cuz like it it seems like on paper it's like ah this will be fine, but like each episode I was like it was probably one of the few shows I was actually looking forward to watching each week. Speaking of shows I was looking forward to watching each week, let's talk about season 2 of Sound Euphonium. Season 2 of Sound Euphonium brought the drama and then some. Poor Kumiko had to deal with so many problems throughout the show, but that by the end, when someone is like, hey, you look real tired, is everything okay? You can just imagine her going through the past 12 episodes in her head and wanting to scream. One of the biggest and best things Season 2 brought was that it finally fleshed out the questions about Asuka that were left from the first season. Asuka was my favorite character from Season 1, but there were parts of her that seemed strange. She was very charismatic, but when it came to making hard decisions, she was aloof and would not make those. Here in Season 2, she is forced to take a sabbatical from the band due to her mother's wishes and lets Kumiko in on some of the things bothering her, namely the amount of pressure she is under by being the daughter of a famous euphonium player. There is a fantastic scene near the end of the season where Kumiko finally confronts her and basically calls her out on all the bull**** she's tried to pull, and it brings the two of them not only closer, but shows that Asuka can have weaknesses as well. Sound UFO 2 also furthered the relationship between Kumiko and Reina, but seems to be bordering on queer baiting with how close, quote-unquote, they try to portray the two, but also having Reina still be hung up over their teacher. Sound UFO 2 was one of my favorite shows of the season, and even if this is the end, considering they did the thing where they said the name of the show in the final minutes of the finale, they did do that. It has been a great ride between the two seasons, but there can still be some story developments if they go for a third Namely, the redemption angle of the band trying to get better than bronze at nationals. Another one of my favorite shows, which is, man, this show's real goofy, Tiger Mask W. If you listen to me on other podcasts, you'll know I've been a fan of pro wrestling ever since I was a kid. Which, of course, means I can be pretty jaded about wrestling as well, but Tiger Mask W has been an absolute blast for me to watch. It is such a goofy look inside of pro wrestling with this mix of kayfabe, meaning protecting the business to not let people know it's scripted, and reality. The fake WWE, the global wrestling monopoly, is such a silly parody of WWE being this global juggernaut that has crushed other wrestling territories. The collaboration with New Japan Pro Wrestling, the biggest wrestling company in Japan, is also real fun by the cameos from some of its top stars. Some of the in-ring action during the show is a bit wonky, given that it probably isn't easy to animate an actual wrestling match, and they couldn't necessarily throw an entire 20-minute match into one episode. My one gripe with the show might be the strange change to make what should be Black Tiger into Tiger of the Dark, but other than that, I eagerly look forward to each episode and can't wait for what else is in store. Also, if you do get the chance, you should check out some of the real-life matches New Japan has done for the show during their pre-shows for some of their bigger events, especially since they have one of the best wrestlers in the world, Kota Ibushi, playing Tiger Mask W during those matches. Plus, there was a weird scene in that show where (laughs) there's a wrestling reporter as one of the characters. And she she was, like, talking about how, like, one of the the things that is a problem with, like, modern day wrestling is how they're all spot monkeys. And that's, like, a valid criticism of actual wrestling in, like, 2016, 2017. And it just seemed crazy that this show went that way. I was like, wow. Oh, man. Tiger Mask W is great, though. Like, wow. It shouldn't be, but it is. We got two episodes, or two shows left, not two episodes left. Let's talk about www.working. I really like the original Working series, and I've said so on previous episodes of the show. The new series based on the webcomic is similarly good, but I think it has some of the same problems that the original had, namely, that the first season is alright in setting everything up, but gets better later on in subsequent seasons. Though... With how quickly they were, they were able to resolve a lot of the conflicts that popped up over the course of the season, I'm very curious to see if they do try and continue the story, or if this is just a one and done. I haven't read much of the manga. I did try, but when it was different characters, I was kind of bummed and stopped, so I'm not sure how far it goes or if it is still ongoing. I would certainly like to see more, as this is one of the few shows that does anime comedy well, But it brings forth the dichotomy of, well, what do they do next to further the plot? With the way the series has gone, though, I'd expect it to be done and worthwhile. And now, for perhaps one of the more controversial animes, and popular animes of 2016, let alone fall 2016, let's talk about Yuri on Ice. There are things Yuri on Ice does well. It's a great show in terms of same-sex relationship representation. It is a figure skating anime which there really isn't many of and has garnered support from some of the top skaters in the world. There is also a good angle of this being a show about a skater wanting to make a comeback. Yuri on Ice also has technical problems. The animation during skating routines can be very bad at times, which figure skating can look awkward in real life, but parts here just looked real strange. It was as if they were hand drawing something from a motion capture session, and it didn't line up right. It's a shame especially since other parts of the show can look great. Japanese Yuri's face at times is inconsistent with how it was drawn, and that last episode was pretty bad. I'm well aware that anime can be unbelievable at times, but to have Japanese Yuri go out and set a world record when he hadn't even won an event leading up to the Grand Prix Finals is ridiculous. At the same time, when Russian Yuri is doing his final routine and basically being hypercritical of Japanese Yuri for wanting to retire following the Grand Prix Finals, and essentially mentally telling him to go f*** himself, that was an amazing moment in that episode. Yuri on Ice has fallen into this bad spot though, where if they do a second season, it's just going to feature unneeded and useless drama that has already been solved by this season. This was a show that kind of blew up, and kind of, I mean, it did blow up, which probably makes it somewhat controversial as people will be driven away by the fact that people were obsessive about this show. Looking at it critically, it was alright. There were better shows this season for sure, and I'm glad I watched it, but I don't think diving into a second season of this would be the best idea. I'm sure some people will hate that review, but you know, that's so why it's my show, not yours. Let's talk about the best anime of 2016. Remember, the rules are as follows: If there's a show that started in 2015, and ends in 2016, it's eligible. Uh, if, if a show starts in 2016 and f- is going to finish in 2017, it's not eligible. Everything else in between is eligible. <laughs> if it's in, if it started in 2016 and finished in 2016. All right, we're gonna we're gonna run down through the list. I'll probably make some like I don't know, brief comments about them. Nothing too too wordy uh number 10 flying witch very chill anime looked real good i liked it (laughs) number nine seko boys that show was very ridiculous and funny uh number eight sweetness and lightning the sweetest show that possibly aired this season and who i hope they do more of that show i mean there's there's still there's still a lot of stuff they can do from the manga but they would probably have to wait quite a bit I, i would say because I don't think that manga's gone on that far but I hope they do like a second season of the show. Uh number 7 Love Live Sunshine. Man, this show came out of nowhere. Like I I like original Love Live, but I don't know I just, I was not expecting Sunshine to be as good as it was, which it was real good. Number 6 High season 2 and 3. High continues to be the upper echelon of sports anime and both of those seasons just confirm that. Number 5 My Hero Academia what a fun show this was just real fun action which coincides with number four mob cycle 100 you know coming from the creators of one punch man you you kind of have an idea of where the show's going to go or like how the style is going to be and it just it just fit with all the things you would think it would number three sound euphonium season two which I don't know maybe maybe I'm just you know colored from the fact that that just this show just happened but man sound euphonium two was great this year Number two, Showa Genrico Rakugo Shinju. That show started off the year strong, and man, man, that show was real good. Like, I love period pieces. I love good drama. That show had both of it. Number one, the best show of 2016, and quite possibly one of the greatest comedies in anime I've ever seen, Sakamoto Deska. Have you heard I'm Sakamoto? man, man each and every week that show would just have me laughing constantly in just ways that I was not expecting. Just if there's a way, if there's like a formula for how to do comedy, right? This show does it. And has basically mastered that formula It is so good. I cannot recommend it enough for people to watch. Like it is, like I said, it might be the best comedy comedy anime I've ever seen and possibly just ever in general. Like it's that good. The sad thing is though, like that's, that's all we're ever going to get of that show. Cause that's, that's the entire run of the manga as well. So that's the one bummer of it, but man. And I think that's also a, a, a credit to it. Cause it doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't get stretched out too thin. It's just like, here's everything and we're done. That's it. So we have no movies to talk about, even though I guess I did watch uh, Gundam Wing, Ennis Waltz and Sailor Moon S the movie, which is the third movie. Cause they're, they're Christmas movies. They totally count as Christmas movies, and they're both they're both real good. Uh, but the backlog has a show. I did finally finish uh JoJo Part Two, which is that is Battle Tendency, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go with that. I finally finished up Part Two of JoJo, and man, am I glad I did! Holy cow, that finale is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever seen out of. ANY FORM OF TELEVISION, IT IS JUST ABSOLUTELY BONKERS. The rest of the season, even though it's still season one, does a much better job of establishing characters and story than part one, which helps since it's not like ten episodes long. Plus, it helps that a lot of the characters in that part are much more interesting, especially Joseph, who is more fun than Jonathan. I need to find time to get back and continue watching part three since I have only just begun that, but man, JoJo is so fun. I can understand though why people wouldn't like it, as it is kind of incomprehensible at times, and the art can be a turnoff. But if you can bring yourself to enjoy some aspect of it, latch on to it, as there really isn't anything else like there, like this out there. You know what we should do now? Let's preview Winter 2017. There's a lot of shows coming to anime televisions at your behest. Let's uh, quickly. If I can find it. Let's take a look at some fall leftovers. we got Marsh Comes in Like a Lion, All Out, Classicaloid, uh, Gundam Iron Blood Orphan Season 2, Monster Hunter Stories Right On, Niambo, Sengoku Shoujo Giga, Tiger Mask W, Trickster, and Yasamura Yakushi no Yashashi Sekai. Those are all continuing into winter. But here's all your new stuff that you will be getting. And maybe now or in a few days. That's the good thing about the 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 fall the winter break is that there's actually like a good kind of break in between, and it helps when I can do this podcast. So it's not like oh half these shows are already out. Whoops. <laughs> Let's begin with ACCA. ACCA. We'll go with ACCA. Thirteen Q. Kansatsu Ka from Madhouse Studios. Also remember I'm probably gonna butcher half these words because my Japanese isn't great because I barely know any of it. The Kingdom of Doa. Dawa. Whatever which is subdivided into 13 states. It's celebrating its monarch's 99th birthday. That's pretty old. These 13 states have, made, have many agencies that are controlled by the giant organization known as ACCA. Within ACCA, Jean Otis is the second in command of the inspection agency. His agency has 10 people placed in each of the 13 states with a central office in the capital city. They keep track of all the activities of the ACCA across the kingdom and keep data on each state's ACCA office flowing toward the central office. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Jean also has also often has business trips from the capital to the other districts to check on the situation and personnel there. I'm not sure that that, that, that gave any description of what that show really is. Akiba's trip, the animation from Gonzo. Akihabara, a broad-minded neighborhood where everywhere everyone from beginners to masters are welcomed. Even when you're alone, if you go to Akiba, you'll find someone who understands you. It's a neighborhood where anything is possible, where anyone can do seemingly anything, a place where you can lay bare your body and soul. In this neighborhood of Akiba, which has everything including anime, games, maids, idols, second-hand parts, and cheap food, battles are fought against the Bagari Mono, and a steadfast boy-meets-girl story begins. I would assume that has to be after like the first uh, the, the game, which I think was like, Akiba's, Akiba's Strip in japan i might watch that i i have i bought that game i got like a little bit into it but i, I like it just fell off the wayside because i started playing other stuff and kind of forgot about it but i might check that out I'll just see like how it is as an adaptation i will know exorcist kyoto F- fujuo from a1 pictures in the late edo period a demon known as the impure king killed thousands of people After defeating the demon, the Knights of the True Cross kept its left eye safely sealed away on academy grounds, but now someone has stolen it! Hearing the thief has taken a child hostage, Yukio and Ren go to help. The investigation and pursuit will lead Ren and his friends to Kyoto and involve them even deeper in a sinister plot. But will his friends knowledge that Ren is the son of Satan drive a wedge between them? Seems like something that would drive a wedge in between people. Bang Dream from Zeebeck. A next Generation Girls Band project, with, which links characters with real-life performances. Bang Dream is a media mix project featuring animation music videos. Blah, 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 blah. It's a music anime. I don't need your PR spill about that. Chain Chronicle. Oh, God. city's no Hikari from Telecom Animation Film. This is the story of the Chain Chronicle, a book that describes everything that happens in the world. The citizens of the remote continent of Yggd once thought that there was nothing beyond their continent. The continent was divided into several regions, each with its own king. Though there were still small skirmishes amongst them, a lord chosen by the kings in conference always maintained balance until the evil black army arrived. The volunteer army led by Yuri was no match for the black army. During the fighting, the Lord of Black captures half of the Chain Chronicle as well as the capital. Chaos Child from Silver Link In the original visual novel, after a magnitude 7.8 earthquake hits Tokyo's Shibuya ward on November 6, 2009, a black fire spreads and causes mass panic on the day of the earthquake. The sudden disaster that becomes known as the Shibuya earthquake kills 3,851 people and injures 30,927 more. The game is set in a reconstructed Shibuya district in October 2015. A string of mysterious deaths occurs in Shibuya amidst the reconstruction. People begin to take notice as the struggle or the strange events start on the same day that Chaos broke out in Shibuya with a certain incident five years earlier. The events are called The Return of the New Generation Madness. So Chaos Child is in the same technical universe, I guess, as Steins Gate. So I might check that out because I don't think... I don't think that game has an English release coming out anytime soon. I could double-check this right now. Yeah, as of now, it's all out in Japan. Because I see that game in the, uh, the, the Japanese PSN store a lot, because it's under the 18-plus uh, store heading, which is seems kind of weird, but, you know. I'll check that out, though, just to see like what it is. I mean, I tried to check out Occult- Occultic Child or whatever that other show was, and I was just like, nope, after like 30 seconds of it. So, Demi-chan wa from A1 Pictures. Succubus, DulaHan, and Vampire, they are known as Ajin, or Demis, and are slightly different than the average human. They have lived alongside humans for ages under, under persecution. However, in recent years, they have become ad- accepted as members of society. This manga follows a high school biology teacher who has a great interest in Demis and his interaction with the various Demis in his school, each with their own cute problems. Fuka from Medea. The story centers on a young man named Yu Haruna, who has just switched schools. He's a bit shy and he's constantly glued to his smartphone so he can check Twitter. He meets a gr- he meets a girl named Fuka Akatsuki who doesn't even have a cell phone. Is free-spirited, free-spirited and naturally fascinates others. Yu recently has been getting back in touch via Twitter with his childhood friend Koyuki Hinashi who is now a popular singer. One day Yu invites Fuka to one of Koyuki's concerts and the three and the three meet for the first time. The story follows a love triangle between a love that started through electronics and a love that didn't start through electronics. So I've read this manga. It's probably, like, like one of my trash reads, (laughs) let's be real. I'm curious to see how they'll do this anime adaptation. I don't know if I'll stick through it to the end. Maybe I'll, like, check out a couple episodes and watch that finale. Because that finale is going to be something. (laughs) But, yeah, there's going to be, like, a lot of unnecessary fan service in this show. I can guarantee you that. Gabriel Dropout from Dogakoba. The comedy follows Gabriel White, who graduated at the top of the class at Angel School and attends a human school on Earth in pursuit of knowledge, but then it gets engrossed in a web game and decides it's too much trouble to go anywhere. Gentama, this new season of Gentama, handshakers from GoHands, in Osaka in the year AD 20XX, that's how you know it's good, because they do that, handshakers are partners who can summon Nimrods, weapons born from their deep psyche, but joining hands. In order to grant the pair's wish, the handshakers compete with and fight other handshaker pairs, The top pair will meet and challenge god idol Jihen. i think this is like oh man it's like idol incident or something there's something about this i I've, i've heard about this is from mappa the anime takes place in a parallel world japan where idols stand up against a corrupt government as idol diet members and then want to bring back the smiles of the japanese people through song and dance the idol diet members begin belong to seven different political parties including the heroine party the sos party the subculture new party the Bishojo Party, the, Waka- the Wakaba Party, the Starlight Party, and the Sanrai Party. Kimono Friends from Yarouzu. The animated story takes place in Japari Park, a gigantic integrated zoo. In the zoo, due to mysterious sand star substance, the animals start turning into human-shaped creatures called Animal Girls. Oh boy. Japari Park is a place where many people visit and have fun, but one day, a lost child wanders into the park. The lost child starts a journey to return, but because so many animal girls join in on the quest, it becomes an unexpected grand adventure. Kobayashi-san, she-no-made, dragon from Kyoto Animation. Miss Kobayashi is your average office worker, who lives a boring life, alone in her small apartment, until she saves the life of a female dragon in distress. The dragon, named Toru, has the ability to magically transform into an adorable human girl, albeit with horns and a long tail, who would do anything to pay off her debt of gratitude whether Miss Kobayashi likes it or not. With a very persistent and amorous dragon as a roommate, nothing comes easy. Ms. Kobayashi's normal life is about to go off the deep end. Kono Zubarashi Sekai ni Shukufuku wo 2. It's the second season of that from Studio Dean. Kuzu no Hankai from Lursh. Hanabai and Mugi are bathed in envious gazers from all around as a beautiful couple with excellent moral conduct. But these two apparently these two apparently perfect people in an apparently perfect relationship share a secret they can't tell anyone. Little Witch Academia is the TV series of that, which I think has like two movies, from Trigger. Marginal Number 4 Kiss Kara Sukuru Big Bang from JC Staff. The anime follows the Marginal Number 4 Idol unit, who made their debut at Pyth- Pythagor- Pythagoras Production on February 13th? Sure. The members give their all for their fans and their idol activities, but they are also normal high school students. The anime will feature or follow both their everyday lives as high school students and their lives as idols. Masamune-kun no revenge from Silverlink. As an overweight child, Makabe Masamune was mercilessly teased and bullied by one particular girl, Adagaki Aki. Determined to one day exact his revenge upon her, Makabe begins a rigorous rigorous regimen of self-improvement and personal transformation. Years later, Masamune reemerges as a new man, handsome, popular, with perfect grades and good at sports, Masamune Kune transfers to Aki School and is unable is unrecognizable to her. Now Masamune Kune, who is ready to confront the girl who bullied him for so many years and humiliate her at last, but will revenge be as sweet as he thought? Minami Kamakura Koko Joshi Gentashi Gentasha Bu from J C Staff. The story begins with Hiromi Mai- Maiharu, a girl who moved from Nagasaki to Kamakura. She begins her new life in Kanakura in her first day in high school by bicycling to her school, but she has not ridden a bicycle since she was young. On the way to the ceremony for the first day, she meets Tomoe Akatsuki, and Tomoe helps her train to be better at bicycling. Onehei from Studio M2. The historical novel s- series depicts Heizo Hasegawa, who meets justice on wrongdoers and supervises the crackdown on arsonists and robbers in Japan's Edo period, 1603-1868. to 1868. Your period piece for the season. Reikensan HEE no Shikaku from Studio Dean. Second season of that. Rewrite. Second season. Second season of that from 8 bit. Schoolgirl Strikers. Animation channel? It's a weird name for a show from JC staff. It is an adaptation of Square Enix smartphone light novel series, or light novel star RPG app, Schoolgirl Strikers. The game is set in. Goryokan Academy, a new private senior-junior high school for girls with a vast downtown campus. This highly popular school has another face, a secret hidden side. It organizes the, and trains the secret unit 5th Force to protect the world from invisible supernatural entities known as Obery they are devouring, devouring the world. A team of five trained with powers against the Obery is to be chosen from the student body to perform missions. A new team leader has been appointed to assemble the five students. Not assemble. Seiren, from Studio Gokubi. Shoichi Kamita is an ordinary high school boy who is faced with university entrance exams and worries about his future. The campus romantic comedy Seiren, Seiren means honest in Japanese, thanks, depicts his pure relationship with three different heroines. Each story is the unique and mutual memory between him and the heroine. That sounds like a visual novel. Showa Genrico Rakugo <laughs> Shinjo Sukuroko Futabai-hin. From Studio Dean's second season of Show Genrico Rakugo Shinju, the number two best anime of 2016. Will it hold its top spot in 2017? We will soon find out. Spirit Pact from Imon. Heir of an old famous family of an exorcist, Keiko Yo is, stroke, is stricken by poverty after losing his parents. He struggles as a street fortune teller and computer recovery part-timer to earn money. One night in a junkyard, he meets the mysterious yet charismatic exorcist Kai Tanmako, fighting an evil spirit. This encounter is the beginning of a fated story for Keika Yo. Unfortunately for him, he was actually hit by a car and became a ghost. That was when the handsome exorcist Kai appeared and asked Keika to make a pact with him to fight evil spirits together. Here starts the friendship of our heroes. Super Lovers 2, from studio to studio, Dean. is the second season of that. Tales of Zestiria, Sust- The Cross 2. Second season of that. <laughs> Urara Mero Show. From JC staff The story is set in Mayro show a town where all female di- diviners or orishi live and where girls from all over the country yearn to become the top diviner Arara. today a solitary girl named Chia enters the town's gates however she has another purpose coming here besides becoming the Arara. Chia's days as an apprentice diviner be- begins as she is me- uh, begins as she meets three friends the Ernest Khan Komei, who is a friend of Western con- culture and the shy no-no. Yoju Isenke from Nut. <laughs> that's, that's the studio name. The novel series centers on a young girl who fights in the front lines of war. She has blonde hair, blue eyes, and nearly transparent white skin. And she flies through the air and mercilessly strikes down her opponents. Her name is Tanya Degger Schaff, and she speaks to the young girl's lisp and commands the army. Tanya used to be one of Japan's elite office workers, but because of a wrathful god who was reborn as a little girl, Tanya prioritized optimization and career advancement above all and she will become the most dangerous in- entity among the Imperial Army's sorcerers. Yoamushi Petal New Generation is the third season of that. And finally, Eld Live from Studio Pro. Chuta Kokonose is an orphan who lives with his aunt. For as long as he can remember, he's had a voice in his head, but other than that, he's a normal boy. Right until the Right until the day when a strangely looking thing follows him home and teleports him to a place filled with more fantastic creatures. Is a space police station, and Rayan Briquet, the chief of solar system department, tells him that he's been chosen by the computer as a possible candidate to join the police force. Although Misuzu Sonokata, a girl from Chuta school with an angelic face and ill temper who turns out to be one of Rain Briquet's subordinates, doesn't think him suitable for such a job. Chuta, who was shocked at first, decides to take an aptitude test after being urged by the voice in his head, and to prove Misuzu wrong. That's all the big shows in... Winter 2017, let's take a look at the shorts, they'll also be occurring. We got Chirurin Nubun no Ichai, oh god, Chobara Yonapomi, nai Maku my Mi, Surgical Friends, that's a mouthful, holy cow, Nyanko Days, One Room, it's is Watashi no Italian. <laughs> it's literally about going or working in an Italian restaurants. So that works. Sentai Heroes, Sukiyaki Force, and Yami Shabai 4. Movies. There's a fourth Digimon Adventure Tri movie. Let's see. There's a Kizo Monogatari movie. Kurokona Basket movie. Lupin the Third movie. Sword Art Online movie. And that's the ones I recognize. And then there's a few OVAs and specials. There's the Koro Sensei Q... Special that's already ongoing. There is a second season of Nanbaka. That's about it from stuff I recognize. Let's well, take like a brief glance into the spring twenty seventeen. Since there's not a lot technically known, I guess, of what's in spring right now for some reason. Uh, currently, Attack on Titan season two is supposed to air along with My Hero Academia season two. Which man, that's a that's a one two punch right there. Like holy cow. Other than that. I think there was something else that I saw. Like, I want to say there was a season two of Berserk. Oh, the uh, the sequel to Naruto, Boruto, will apparently air then. I feel like some of these you might have to take with a grain of salt because I'm not 100% sure if they're actually legit or not, which is kind of a bad sign. Yeah, Berserk is also supposed to start season two there. And I think that might be it. That looks like that's it. Yeah, we well, let's go with that. That's totally it. So that's going to do it uh, for this episode number 12 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed some of the reviews for fall 2016, uh, the top 10 animes of 2016 as well. Hopefully you found something out of the winter 2017 preview that you'll want to watch. I probably did, obviously. (laughs) I'll have to talk about them in a few months. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Go check out other stuff on the website, SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com SAC.cool. If you want to get involved in this, you can hit up the contact form on the website or email jared at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com Go check out some of the other episodes of this podcast if you want. Uh, There's other content on the website that's real good. There's a Top 10 Games of 2016 up there. There's probably going to be some other stuff that I haven't written yet. As of this recording, that'll be up there pretty soon, so hopefully you Like that and check it out and recommend it to some people you know or something like that. Whatevs. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And uh, I will see you in a few months for when we talk about Winter 2017 and Preview Spring 2017.